the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. Well, welcome. I'm so glad you're with us today. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Doyle Jackson. I'm here with my wife, Jennifer Jackson. It's a great day to be together. I love it. And we are in filling in for Bob today. He was not available. He's a little under the weather, but he's going to be great. He'll be back. So we've been talking today. We've talked today about the Bible and how people that read the Bible four times or more a week, they have less stress. They have uh, less anxiety. They have more life in them. And so we just want to challenge you to read the Word every day. We've also talked about depression and how to be free of depression. We've talked about this... uh, prayer ministry tomorrow. It's going to take place in Washington, D.C. I'm telling you, good news out of Washington. They're going to confess their sins tomorrow on uh, January the 31st at the the Bible Museum in D.C. If you want to learn more about any of that, just go to thewordcolumbus.com, thewordcolumbus.com. What happens there is if you've missed something, you can go to thewordcolumbus.com and you can catch up on what's going on through the, the ministry here of the Word. We just want to challenge you to do that, to visit the website and learn what's happening here in uh, Central Ohio. It's so encouraging, and it's it's powerful. So I have a question for you. Have you ever, you know, you're in your car, and you come up to a stoplight, and you see someone homeless? Do you ever feel in your gut like, oh, no, what am I supposed to do? How do I respond? Do I respond? Do I need to look the other way? So I'm going to ask Jennifer, what's the answer to that question? What should we do? Well, I'm going to start with what Jesus said and what John said. So in Matthew 10, 42, Jesus says, anyone who even gives a cup of cold water to one of these little ones is my disciple. And truly, I tell you, that person will certainly not lose their reward. And then John in Luke uh, eleven thirteen, he says, uh, what uh, should we do? They're, they're asking John about if we have... Um, Anyway, this is what John says. He says, if anyone has two shirts, they should share with the one who has none. Some some translation says, if you have two coats, share with the one who has none. And anyone who has food, you should do the same. And so I think feeding and water and care is always central to what God wants us to do. And we want to look after the least of these. We want to look after the hurting and the broken. That is always a given that if you just read the book of James, (laughs) if you're wondering about caring for those who are in a hard place, read the book of James. But I think on the other side of that is, well, how do we do that? And that's a really important question to answer. And I don't know about you, but for our church, we found a place within five miles of our location, which our church is the church next door. We're on the west side of Columbus. And we found a place that was doing this really, really well. And that's called Jordan's Crossing. Shout out to Fred Reeser and, and his wife. They they do an excellent job. Yeah. And so we found a place that was already working in with people who needed food, clothing, addiction care, uh, housing, all of those things, medical care. 
Our church actually feeds 10,000 people a month. You know, what's been really good about that is our church has rallied together and it has changed us. That's right. It's changed us. And the other thing that we do is as we feed that meal, we make sure that we look that person in the eye. We talk to them. We hold their hand. We pray with them. We offer them Jesus. If you only offer a meal and you don't offer the hope of Jesus, what has it gotten them? And where, you know, how far have you gone? Go the extra mile to offer them Jesus as well. That's right. And, and so what we're trying to challenge you to do is think about it in terms of, is there already a ministry that's effective in, in helping these people? You know, in, in Timothy, uh, Paul writes Timothy and he says, you need to find people of good reputation. And, and he goes through and he describes the kind of overseers, the kind of deacons, the kind of people that ought to be leading ministry. And the reason that we partnered with Jordan's Crossing is because the Reesers had a great reputation and they believed that the gospel needed to sh- be shared as they help people. And so we've partnered with them, and there's other churches that partner with them. And and we know because over the years, the Hope Center, Victory Ministries, we've worked with them. They're in Whitehall. You need to find a ministry that you can support that's around you. You can be as an individual, or you can help make that happen for your local church. And the reason this is important what our people do, we have different people in our church who say, I always be ready for that homeless person at the stoplight. And so they keep like a plastic baggie that has a granola bar in it, and it has uh, the address of Jordan's Crossing, and, and maybe maybe they choose to put a dollar or two in it. They, they want to be really careful how they do that, or maybe they have a coupon for something. We have one guy, he's always giving away free Frosties because he buys those from Wendy's, and so he can give people a free Frosty. But what you want to do is, what am I comfortable giving, and how am I going to direct them to the true source of the answer, which is Jesus? And that's what you have to do. Now, that means you have to choose to become proactive and intentional. And then they keep that in the console of their car. They roll down the window, and they say, hey, I've got this for you. And and it's a, it's a word of encouragement, because you may not have the time to really unpack it all. Well, and, and I think that's the thing. There are specific people that are called to that group of people. And it's not simple. It's complicated. And sometimes I think that if we don't know what we're doing and we try to get personally involved at an in-depth level, we can get ourselves in trouble. I mean, I had a man recently that came to me and said, should I pay for this person's rent? And I said, well, number one, can you afford to pay your own rent and you have a child yourself. Well, I'm serious. You have to ask, be able to answer that yeah. question. Because sometimes as believers, our heart is so uh, broken before the Lord when we see these situations. And that's why it is good to partner with somebody if you can find them. Or maybe God is calling you into that ministry. And you can learn how to how to help these people in practical ways that will actually help them get themselves back on their feet. Well, and, and you don't want to enable people in a path that's unhealthy for them. And so... So the biblical example that you already gave is, you know, you don't pay the rent for somebody when you don't have your own rent. He says, if you have two coats, if you have two shirts. So this is why we live simply as Christians and we avoid excessive spending so that we have the resources and the bandwidth to to give and be generous because God has been generous with us. So I think it's really important that you understand uh, how to share with people. And sometimes, you know, you're in a situation where you can literally stop and pray for them. 
And and you need to be willing to pray for those people and say, how can I pray for you? And and challenge them to bow before God and, and ask God's power into that situation. The reason I'm excited about what we're doing is several of our people, we have dozens of people that help with this ministry so that it's not too much a burden for one person, okay? And that's why you do it as a team, mm-hmm. okay? And then lately they've been challenging people to accept Christ and and people are being baptized. Absolutely. They set it up to where they can be baptized now. And and we help uh, as a team, we help people get plugged into a rehab program and that's what it's about. Well, I have a shocking news story along this topic and this had just happened this past week. A pastor from Bryan, Ohio was actually sued and charged because he opened his church to house the homeless and he calls his church dad's place. And it's really, it's, you know, there's a lot of discussion around this, this because he opened his home. I mean, his church to help people. And I think the the challenge in this is that why would the mayor not come around this pastor and say, let's help you. Actually, the police would drop off people who needed help at his church. The hospitals would send him sick people, but yet now he's being charged and sued for helping the homeless population. Now, he didn't have all of the requirements that were needed in yep. his church, you know, for all the things that they were providing. And But I just think, wow, couldn't they have worked with him as a mayor instead of letting him get in trouble for this? Well, the, the issue is this, that, that we have to we have to understand that in our communities there are laws and we have to yes. know what they are. But at the same time, that was that was in the middle of the freezing cold, okay? Two weeks ago is when we had the coldest weather we've had in a very, very long time. And I've read the story. Uh, the The local shelters were just overwhelmed. They were mm-hmm. overrun. They didn't have room for anymore. And so I know that the mayor really doesn't want people to die, but uh, they, they should have created a special executive order. We love that word these days. Okay. Mayors and presidents use executive orders to, to have this fiat power. And so that's really important for us to understand that would just be a special time period. But we'll keep praying for them. We'll pray for, as you say, it's Father's house. Uh, Dad's place. Dad's you place. Know, I, I think that you hit on something there, and that's that really we need to investigate our own heart and say, God, if you put someone in my path that is in the severe need, how would I help them? And Lord, are you calling me to help them? And I think that's something we all have to answer. Yes, we do. So when we come back, I want to ask you, how do you support someone who's going through a really terrible time physically? How do you come along someone who's in really a trauma in terms of a sickness? We're going to talk about that when we come back. Radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. Yes, you're listening to Bob Bernie Live right here on WRFD. We're so glad you're here with us today. No, you may notice that this is not Bob's voice. That's because this is Doyle's voice. That's right. My name is Pastor Doyle Jackson. I'm here with my wife, Jennifer Jackson. Hi, you probably heard me on Simply for Women. That's daily at three o'clock or go to jenniferjackson.com. That's right. Jennifer and I both are right here in central Ohio. We have radio programs on WRFD 
and uh, Bob needed a little rest to recover and feel better today. And so uh, he asked, someone asked that we would come fill in for him. And so that's why we're here. So if you're missing Bob, that's okay. You can send him an email, let him know that you appreciate Bob and, and just pray for him. You know, nothing is more encouraging than know that you're actually glad to hear his voice. Okay. Bob's a really good man. He's a wonderful person. He loves the Lord. He really believes that the church is what needs to adjust right now in America. And I agree wholeheartedly with him. You and I need to know that the church, if we'll make some adjustments, our nation will change. We can vote whatever way we want to, but until the church gets on their knees, humbles themselves before God, we will not see change. Because when we do that, He'll God will change who we vote for, and he'll put a different kind of person in every seat of government. Because when God's in charge, we get godly government. So, so I, I, we want to talk for a moment. I, I saw this article about uh, Shannon Doherty. She's a movie star, and how she's seen God show up in the middle, uh, giving her a miracle in the middle of her cancer diagnosis right now. And uh, as a pastor, as someone who's been in ministry for over 30 years, we have had the joy and the difficulty of leaning into uh, just a, a difficult diagnosis. I mean, so many people come to us over the years. But can I tell you, let me tell you one of the upsides if you're listening right now. What we found is this. Many times when people are in the middle of a difficult situation, they will reach out to God. And I've made so many wonderful friends over the years who come to church as a result of a difficult diagnosis. And in the midst of that, they are humbled before God, and they begin to pray, and they seek his face, and he shows up. Yes, sometimes we see some miraculous healings. We see some amazing things happen, and sometimes just their heart is changed, and God gives them the strength, and yes, they're healed when they get to heaven. Not everyone gets a miracle, but everybody does get the power of God and the love of God in their life. And um, what we wanted to do today was just challenge you to be that strength and challenge you how to help people. Because people ask us all the time, what do you do when a friend shares with you that they have a difficult diagnosis? Do you have an answer for that, Jennifer? Well, the first thing is don't say to them, what do you need? Say to them, I have three options. I can pick up your kids from school. I have a lasagna that I'll drop off, or I can run some errands for you. Would any of these help? Okay, hold it just a second. So when someone shares with you that they have a need, so they just found out from their doctor that they have this diagnosis, and that diagnosis means that their life is being altered now. So they have to just, I mean, if anybody has made a doctor's appointment lately, you understand there is a nightmare in it. You've got to figure out how to get into their portal, and then you've got to get a login. You've got to get established and then more than likely, they're going to send you to two other doctors and someplace to have a blood report uh, drawn. And, and you've got to figure all this out. And your brain is swimming mm-hmm. because they've given you this diagnosis. And now you're trying to figure that out. And you're saying the first thing you ought to do is say, let me help you. I'm going to take some burdens off of you. Mm-hmm. And you give them three options to choose from. You said, let me help you pick up the three things that you know you can do really practical things and if they say you know what we're good right now 
you can always get a Donato's gift card, put that in a card, drop it in the mail. Because trust me, they can use that at the right time that they need it. I think what happens is people say platitudes. They'll, They'll say, I'm praying for you. Well, that's not really helpful. What you need to say is, I want you to know that I'm praying and I'm praying this verse that God will do immeasurably more than we could ask, imagine, or even think. And so you give them a positive verse and say, this is what I'm praying for you. I want you to know I'm standing with you in a hard place. Be specific. That's right. And I think most of us, you know, you you think about what would be helpful to you and, and think about the times when you were whatever. Don't give them what you would necessarily like to have, but what's actually been practical and helpful. You know, when someone is having an overwhelming week by stuff, okay, it is really nice to have a gift card and say, well, we're just going to pick up this from here. And they suddenly have food because of that. Other times um, you can, you can say, I'm, I'm having a pizza delivered to your house. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. And they'll say, yes. Okay. If you pay for the pizza and have it sent over, and, and you just text them, hey, what would you like? I want to send you a pizza tonight. That's so practical and so helpful. Yes, it depends on your relationship with the person. It may be that you do something for them every week and you put a reminder in your phone. It may be someone that you don't know as well, but you do send that card with something specific. Words are really helpful, I think, in those times. And if they're encouraging words, that's nice. Yeah, you can do things as simple as say, hey, I want to take your stuff to the laundromat for you. I'll take all the the things you'd normally send to the laundry. I'm going to the laundromat anyway. I'm going to stop by and you throw it. They have them throw it in the basket. And then you make sure you take it to the laundry. You drop it off. You pay for it. You pick it up and then you deliver it back to their house. Let me tell you what, that is a game changer for someone that's dealing with that. You can you can pack people's lunches for their kids to go to school and and you drop it off at their house so all their kids have to do is go out the door. How can you be a practical servant to someone who is going through that difficult time? If you're face to face with someone that tells you they've just received a, a stage four, for example, diagnosis, you might look at them and say, can I give you a hug? Because yeah. sometimes there are no words. And you just ask for a hug. And sometimes... And they, maybe they don't want a hug, but I always say, can I give you a hug? Sometimes you can just look at them and say, oh my gosh, that's horrible. That's got to feel terrible. I'm so sorry. And then just say, well, can I pray for you right now? And, and, and you just say, God, I thank you that you love this person and you named them by name. And God, I'm asking you just to pour over them right now with the power of your Holy Spirit. Begin to touch them. You know, Lord, you said that you would be a comforter and a counselor, and I pray that you're going to be that to them right now. Lord Jesus, it's by your stripes that we're healed. Lean in to praying for them and asking God to to meet their need right now. And so if you know someone like that right now, maybe you just want to fire off a text and say, hey, I wanted you to know I'm praying for you today. I love you. You can make it through this with God's help, and I'm praying for him to help you. Yeah, until you've had a cancer diagnosis, you don't know how much you need a cheerleader. That's and lots right. Of, if you don't have one, you are a cheerleader for someone. We're Jennifer and Doyle Jackson. We're in for Bob Bernie today. We're here to encourage you. You're important to the ministry and the work of God. Keep going. Keep serving him. It's worthy.
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.